the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well... Very nice, huh? Very Isn't it very nice. nice? Very nice. I'm indeed. very excited about it. Me too. Holy smokes! Wait, what are you talking about? I- I'm talking about it. Uh, it's Friday. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> Look at the rare moment, Mike. John and I are talking about the same thing. Yeah, very ah, nice. Isn't that good? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe before we do anything else, hmm. I should just come out with it. What's that? I think I should tell you and Mike and everyone who's listening. Really, your weekend has begun. Oh yeah. What? Five minutes past four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. All is right and well. Love, Doctor John. I've been in the right place, but it must have been the wrong time. I love that song. That makes me laugh. I just love it. I love it so much. He has so many songs that make me laugh. Yeah. They're just, the lyrics are so awesome. So Dr. John passed away, was it yesterday? Yesterday. At 78? Yeah. 78 years of age. Well, that's a heck of a career. I mean, that was the only song he ever had that charted. 77. 77. So what a great career. I mean, who's the character? You saw him, you said? No, I didn't see him, but I was reading the Scott Mervis article in the PG yesterday, and it said that when he came to Pittsburgh um, in 1975... He opened for Frank Zappa and the Mothers at the Civic Arena. <laughs> now that's a show. I mean, are you kidding Frank me? Frank Zappa, that's cool. He also played at Graffiti and the Upstage. I played at Mancini's. Mm. Um, apparently, he asked where he could find the best barbecue in Pittsburgh, and so he and Pittsburgh guitarist Dwayne Jones rode the bus together from McKee's Rocks to Homewood. Yeah, they had some chipped ham. I bet they did. Right. I bet they did. That's cool. It's now. Here's something I didn't know. Um, I didn't know he was a session musician for Sonny and Cher. Oh, yeah. I did mean, not know that. And the uh, sad thing is he's like 10 times better than either one of them. <laughs> and he did jingles for Popeye's Chicken. Apparently that was his big money uh, thread with the jingles. Well, a blues musician like him was never going to make it. Right. Was never going to strike it rich. But right? I'm sure he made a decent career, a decent living over the course of his career. Well, he won six Grammys. Yeah. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in 2011. Um from New Orleans, was a wonderful emissary for the city. Mm-hmm. Always talked about it wherever. I, I watched a lot of live videos of him. He's just wild looking. Oh, he was crazy. That cane, the hats, yeah, the, the big, feathers, the beads. The, be- the, the beard. Yeah. 
the whole just, thing. Just wild looking yeah. guy. So, yeah, he is. He's one of those one of a kind, unique personalities that the record companies uh, would never have touched and will not see those likes of him again. Absolutely love. So, yeah. rest in peace, Dr. John. Very much so. Um, also, it's National Donut Day, John. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Donuts. Yes. Now, is that an important thing for your, like, uh, daily intake or no, weekly intake? No, or, no, no, no. However, we've talked about this before. Mike and I have seen this. There is a, a woman here who comes in uh, and she rents studio space weekly. And she literally looks like a, a lithe supermodel. Mm-hmm. But she always arrives, I think it's every Thursday, Correct. with two dozen yeah. two donuts. Two dozen. Mm, the the leak, least likely person to be walking mm. with two dozen donuts. And then it's, she feeds us. So the, the rest of us. <laughs> because are, the, the difference is she's walking with them, not eating them. No, exactly. So, you know, us lumpy uh, mm. guys here, me, Mike, Kenny, mm-hmm. Gary, m- other Mike. With powder and jelly all over our faces. Oh, yeah. We look forward to her arrival. Sure. And then they sit around for a couple of days, the ones we don't eat. And then we'll eat yeah. those stale ones. Especially the ones with the uh, the Fruit Loops on top of that. Yeah, I don't like those. That's kind of weird. No, it's not that, Favorite donut? I'm sorry, but that is disgusting. Favorite donut? Favorite donut. Okay. uh, Favorite donut. Yeah. Uh, Clear. It's not even a question. I can't even believe you're asking. Uh, The Boston cream donut. Mm, That's so good. That's the only one for me. That is excellent. That is really good. Mike? Um, Pink donut with sprinkles on it. What do you mean pink donut? What do you mean pink donut? Pink icing. Oh, yeah. so like a regular donut, yeah. pink icing and sprinkles. Yeah. Why, Why pink it, icing? Pink, it doesn't change the, the taste. Pink, oh, yes, it does. The pink icing is is what makes it the greatest donut donut of all time. The I, pink I'm icing. Not so sure about that. You I make me hey, laugh. He asked for out of here. my favorite donut. This isn't your favorite donut. Okay, this is my favorite donut. Pink, pink donut you, with icing. So you're not supposed to criticize. Right. Me. Yes, no, I'm not criticizing. Okay, I'm just John, saying what, your, your favorite donut. Uh, a coconut topped donut. With you know, with, just sort of like a. What about with with pink icing or white? No, icing? no, just you know, not even. I don't want icing on my donut. Just, Listen to how dismissive he is. I don't want icing. I don't like want icing. Just want the coconut with the you know the. What well, they, how does the icing stick to the donut? Uh, there's no, there's some there's sort of, something you know, on there. Coconut glue or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. coconut glue. That's Whatever. what they're putting on there. But you know, just give me a basic coconut donut. I'm very happy with that. Well, does that, that, does there, that have a, a filling? No. Okay. Is there like an excellent? Because this is a very niche market. There used to be a really great donut shop in Wilkinsburg, long since gone. Dunkin' Donuts, kind of meh oh, for the corporate thing. What? No, I'm not. I'm love not big Dunkin'. on Dunkin' Donuts. I love. Dunkin I want to go to like my dad used to make donuts for us kids in a cast iron skillet. Oh, cool! Which were really to me, they were like the best. Oh, they, of course they, they come were. out. They're hot. They're a little right. lightly greasy. They sit for a few minutes. Boom! There's nothing greater than a hot donut. Oh no. my gosh! Yeah. For sure. Okay, donut versus bagel. Ooh. Oh. You going bagel? Oh, of course. I'm going donut. I'm going do- I'm, I'm going both. Uh, <laughs> how about a pumpernickel bagel? That's my favorite. I love that. With some cream cheese. And I lo- no, I'd rather have it toasted with raspberry jam. Oh, I'll take that as well. Fine. But you know my favorite bagel? Hmm. Salt. Salt? Oh, yeah, that's very Salt nice. Salt bagel. Yeah. It's like a pretzel. Is a, is a donut a bagel? fabulous. A donut is not a bagel no. in any way, shape, or form. Is um is an eclair a donut? I think so. I don't think it is. Okay. I think a donut has to have that. It has to have a hole. Got to have it, a hole in the middle. Right. Yeah. Well, so the thing, my favorite donut, then is in a donut. No, it's well, but it's in the donut box. Which is why I'd call it a donut. Right. Yeah. You guys like jelly donuts? No. 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 Wow. no I'll be honest with you. That, that all tastes fake. It's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. No, I love not it. Good. I don't no, like no. it. National donuts. Donut. Oh, I love a powdered sugar donut. Yeah, that's. You know what else I love? Plain donut. Oh, me too. How about a plain it's donut? A regular plain one dipped in orange juice. Dipped in orange juice. I never tried that. Really? That is 
dipped really? in coffee, yeah. How about like whenever like you would watch like an old movie on Turner Classic or something, and they're showing like Clark Gable. What was it? Uh, it happened one night. There's a great scene in that movie with uh, Carol Lombard and Clark Gable where he gives her a lesson in how to properly dunk a donut in coffee. <laughs> Well, I didn't know that there was a bad way to oh, dunk, a, well, a dunk Well, apparently Clark Gable there is. It's a tutorial. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, now here's the thing, though. I, You know, I don't eat donuts. I haven't had a donut in at least 15 years. <laughs> wow. O- only because – only not because I don't like it, because I'm trying to fit in my That's pants. That's impressive. <laughs> but I will tell you something that I love way more than donuts. Mm. I like biscotti more than I like anything we've talked about. Biscotti's very I nice. I give up every bagel, mm. every – I have given up every do- – I love – a biscotti more than pretty much any dessert on earth. Now, would biscotti any sweet thing on earth is a biscotti considered an Italian donut? No, um, well, it's considered well, it an be. Italian cookie. Oh, cookie, but not it's a not donut. a donut. But like, it's not you know, fried. Donuts are fried. But like in Italy, you know, like on a you know Tuesday morning, what's up? What's at the office? Biscotti or donut? I don't know. Do they eat donuts in I, Europe? I don't know. Do they have. I'm just wondering. I bet they don't eat donuts with Fruit Loops on top. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's, that's, that's gross. Yeah. What about the Dough Boys, the soldiers from World War One, right? right? Which was they were fueled by the donut nurses of the Red Cross, yes. who made sure that you know American servicemen got their donuts. Right. And so that was an American export, basically. Right. Exactly. Maybe it spread across. Maybe, Europe. Yeah. Maybe it did. Right. I mean, let's be honest. It's so delicious. Donuts are so yes, delicious. How about just a glazed donut? I'm happy with it. Mm. I love a glazed donut. Well, you don't know. You can't, you can't weigh in. It's I been do. 15 years. I know, but it's so good. You're living on it's memories. It's so good. I am living on memories. It's the fumes of donuts past. All right. All right. Well, there's so much coming up on today's show. I didn't even get a chance to talk about hot sauce. We'll have to move that. Do you know hot sauce is having a moment? I did not. There's a resurgence. Do you know hot sauce is hugely popular? No. It's having. It's completely rising to the surface. We in have all three the bottles in our, in our refrigerator. We were, we were looking at it last night. Three brands. Three different kinds. Okay, hot sauce next. We got a big show for you. No, the women at the woman at the well. Yeah, and we're going to talk about uh, space places, dwelling yep. well in God's world. Arts festival coming up this weekend, and it's not going to rain. Right. Uh, we're going to talk about the least religious cities in America, and alligators in Beachview. Talk about being in the uh, right place at the wrong time. WORD. Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture, Untangling 45 Lies Christians Have Been Told. I'll be sending one lucky winner and a companion to Dallas, Texas for the Twisted Scripture Conference this November. Enter on this station's website and download my free guide to your identity in Christ. Hope to see you in Dallas. Sign up for the Twisted Scripture Conference Getaway in Dallas now. Go to wordfm.com slash twisted. Have you been denied credit? Are you paying high interest rates because of a low credit score? Join the thousands of people who've relied on creditrepair.com to help rebuild their credit score. I went to get my first car. I had to get a used car, high interest, and so I knew that things were things were done from there. For over 15 years, we've helped thousands with their search for solutions to credit issues. We communicate with you, your creditors, and the credit bureaus with a unique approach designed to remove items like late payments, collection charge-offs, liens, bankruptcy, and foreclosures that are unfair or inaccurate. And I've gone up 40 points already. 
There are many services offering to tell you your credit score and even monitor it for you. But what good is just knowing your credit score when what you really need is to fix it? Credit repair members see a significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. Call now to get your no-obligation credit consultation, including your free credit score and free summary credit report. Don't delay. Call 800-859-0720. That's 800-859-0720. 800-859-0720. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Sometimes if you've heard this as a single person, and I know it's well-intended, when people say to you, don't you worry. Word FM presents writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. God's going to send that person for you. It's Ladies' Night Out, June 21st at the Bible Chapel. What's wrong with that thought process is it says that those of you who are married were ready when you got married. For tickets and group discounts, go to wordfm.com. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. John, you've done way more international traveling than I have. And you spent a lot of time worshiping in what, all sorts of different ethnic settings? Incredible places. Different countries, different worship styles. Yep, from Chinese house churches to huts in the Philippines to grand cathedrals in the Ukraine. Uh, I've been so fortunate to be around. So when you look at your experience, um, just as a traveler, I mean, it's not like you were living there for years at a time, but you were there as an observer. Yeah. Um, do you ever compare and contrast like what we know here in America as Christianity and what you saw? Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, again, and you set this up is what I see is a tiny little snapshot, right? I mean, I was, I've probably been in 20 different countries and have worshiped in all those countries, but it's only been once or twice. Mm-hmm. There are certainly elements of American Christianity, especially in a worship style around the world. Um, but the way that we talk about Jesus, the way that we look up, look towards Jesus is different here in the United States than it is in most places in the world. What do you mean? There is a, um, a sense of urgency, I believe, in most places that I've been fortunate to, to worship that we are missing here. And I just think it's m- more of a, a, a bookmark that somehow we have Jesus as a friend where the places that I've been, especially in the more remote places in the world or places that are under dictatorship or communist rule, Jesus is called upon so deeply and with such passion. It's so immediate mm-hmm. that I I rarely feel that when I worship here in the States. So maybe 
you think it's just because of what we have? Yes. I think, you know, it's Jesus is for a lot of us, and I'm not trying to disparage the church in any way, shape, or form, is another box to check. And Sunday morning is, hey, believe me, we're always happy to show up on Sunday morning, but it just is not as urgent because our our lives are much more comfortable. Uh, New Mike's got a clip. This is a a man by the name of Pastor Wayne, and he's in China talking to several pastoral leaders. Let's hear what he has to say. You guys have been just so wonderful. How can I pray for you? They said, you know, Wayne, you guys can gather like this whenever you want to in America. We can't. Could you pray that one day we'll be just like you? And I looked at him and I said, I will not do that. Big, incredulous eyes looked at me and they said, why? (laughs) I said, because you guys rode a train for 13 hours to get here. In my country, if you've got to drive more than an hour, people don't come. You sat on a wooden floor for three days. In my country, if people have to sit more than 40 minutes, they leave. You sat not only here for three days on a hard wooden floor, but you did it without air conditioning. In my country, if it's not padded pews and air conditioning, people don't often come back. In my country, we have an average of two Bibles per family. We don't read any of them. You hardly have any Bibles And you memorize them from pieces of paper. I will not pray that we become like, uh, you become like us. But I will pray that we become just like you. There's that urgency, that passion that that I was speaking about. That is so good, isn't it? It sure is. We just don't realize the treasures that we have. All right, so there's an article that um, actually New Mike found for us in Charisma Magazine, just talking about the differences between global Christianity and American Christianity. A couple things that kind of caught my attention, John. I want to hear what you think about this. Um, The first thing that uh, they put together is that Christianity has a high cost in most countries in the world. No doubt. So right. being, still a, being a Christian means that you got to give something up. Heck yeah, you do. I mean, you're going to lose your family, lose your community, lose your job, perhaps lose your life. There's something that's deeply compelling to, to find Jesus amidst those dire circumstances. Number two, they said that just what uh, Pastor Wayne said on the clip we just heard is that Bibles and theological education are rare. Yeah. And so it's hard to get that stuff. So what kind of seminary is there in the Philippines? What kind of yeah. seminary is there in the Ukraine? Or, right. All right and, and there's also a delineation between what we would call Christianity and what the state allows as Christianity. Look at communist China. Mm-hmm. Their Bible's totally different from ours. The global church doesn't rely so much on buildings. Listen to this. This is from the Charisma magazine. I met a pastor from China who told me that he had to limit his congregation, limit his congregation to 75 people because they had to meet in a small office. The government didn't allow him to build a sanctuary, but because so many people were being converted, he had to start a new church every four months. Wow, that's cool. Because there were so many people. It's excellent. Look, I've, I've been in small house churches in China at 3 a.m. where there were 11 believers wor- worshiping at a whisper so as not to awaken their neighbors. That's how precious it was. I've also been sitting on wooden um, benches somewhere in the plains of Africa, and there were 600 people. And again, equally fabulous, but certainly a lot louder. There are restrictions on what can be preached. So 
It says in several countries I visited recently, American preachers have been permanently banned because they said things from the pulpit that are offensive mm-hmm. to other religions. In many countries, local governments monitor what's preached in churches. Remember that the next time you rant on social media to protest whatever you want, I hope you value your right of speech. I've been in Beijing where there were the state-sponsored church, which was a large church. We would recognize it as a church, but it was surrounded by police tape and flashing the red lights of police cars. And only foreigners were allowed to go inside the church. Everyone else had to stay away. Economic hardship makes ministry difficult. Many of my African pastor friends, the article goes on to say, make less in one year than I make in a month. I know a pastor in Malawi who only gets the equivalent of 50 cents in his weekly church offering. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., we base our church budgets on tithes from faithful donors. But how does a church in Uganda operate when members put chickens or bags of rice in the offering? Financial stress is one reason many pastors overseas suffer burnout. One time I was in Senegal and we were in a small van. The van driver recognized a man walking barefoot on the road. He pulled over and the pastor got in the car. The pastor was wearing a pair of black pants, a white dress shirt that was buttoned to the top, and no shoes. He drove with us for about 40 minutes, and thank goodness we found him because we were going to one of his churches. This man had no living, but he was an itinerant pastor preaching to people and doing so gladly with a fabulous smile on his face. There is a lack of emotional support. In the U.S., we refer people in a church to a variety of counseling resources like grief support or divorce care or marriage counseling, rehab centers for addicts or domestic violence victims. Many of these programs non-existent overseas. People simply survive or die prematurely because healing isn't available. I was in Nicaragua two years ago. And, of course, the massive civil war in Nicaragua back in the 80s with the Sandinistas. Thousands and thousands of people, families killed. That country is still in turmoil, and the gospel of Christ comes out in very thin ways. It's still controlled. It's still brutal, and people need to hear Christ, but the resources are few. Spiritual hunger is intense. No matter where I go in the developing world, I find that people are desperate for God's presence. At one church I preached at in Barraquilla, Colombia, more than a 1,000 people packed a church for a 6 a.m. service. When I preached at a church in rural Uganda, people who couldn't find a seat in the church put chairs outside the windows and sat in the hot sun to hear God's word. That would never happen in our comfortable American bubble. The holiest service that I've ever been in my life was at 4 o'clock in the morning in the Philippines where there were 12 people who had never seen Caucasians. We spent the night sleeping around chickens and pigs, but at 4 a.m., a little bell was ringing as we were awoken. We went into a smoke-filled room, shared the most delicious instant coffee that I ever had in my life because I was so desperate for something hot and in my mouth. And clearly, the power of these people that we were with, it was so incredibly deep. We couldn't understand a word. Only we understood Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But there was singing, and there was praise, and there was love against with these all this small group of people. It was fabulous. The last point. Most global churches rely on the supernatural power of God. No matter where I go overseas, the article says, Christians line up for prayer for healing. Miracles are common, and it's normal for someone to receive deliverance from a demon with screaming in a Sunday service. 
In the U.S., we prefer strobe lights with wide screens and cool graphics instead of an unscripted burst of Pentecostal power. We have our schedule to follow. We want things to be neat and tidy. We don't want the sudden, messy interruption of the Holy Spirit. I was in a lush green valley in Bolivia on the edge of the Amazon, and there was a pastor laying hands on people and bringing out the demons in their lives. Again, it was holy, and Christ was there. Gives you something to think about, doesn't it? We'll take a break, come back in a few minutes. Hey, Sherry Lynn, I'm telling you, when you think about people who are funny, people who are espousing Jesus, you want to go and see Sherry Lynn. That's next. Life is lived by moving forward, seizing the open road, embracing what's ahead. It's why we created Ford Pass. Everything you need to keep forging ahead in one app, right in the palm of your hand. Only Ford Pass combines roadside assistance, Ford Pass rewards, and now when you buy or lease a new Ford, earn points you can use toward flexible complementary maintenance. Ford Pass, built to keep you moving. Built Ford proud. Visit your participating Ford dealership to find out about earning points for flexible complementary maintenance when you buy or lease a new Ford and sign up for rewards. Roadside assistance is included for certain Ford owners and available to everyone for a per-service fee. Ford reserves the right to change program details without obligations. Visit your participating dealer or FordPassRewards.com for program rules and restrictions. Ford Pass, compatible with select smartphone platforms, is available via a download. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Are you tired of your old and drafty windows and doors? Pella offers three lines of vinyl, a fiberglass product, and various lines of wood. So we have gorgeous new windows and doors to fit your needs and any budget. You deserve Pella quality. And for a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Yeah, we can do that. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. Tomorrow from 9 to 3, the Irwin Business and Professional Association presents their 16th annual Ethnic Food Festival and Craft Show. Come to Main Street for ethnic music and dance, handmade crafts, lots of great food, and discover Irwin, the biggest small town in Pennsylvania. Harley 
cloudy tonight with a low of 60 degrees. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. A pleasantly warm afternoon with highs right around 80. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 63. Then for Sunday, we'll be turning out mostly cloudy and breezy. A shower or two will be around, especially during the afternoon hours. High Sunday, 75. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Hey, ladies. Oftentimes, it's hard to figure out what to do when you've got some free time. I don't know if you ever have this circumstance, but, you know, I've got a couple hours open, and all of a sudden, it's like I've been longing to do something fun, and yet when the opportunity presents itself, I can't think of what to do. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I just think our schedules are so packed and there are so many demands on our time that we don't often just sit back and say, hey, wait, I need to set some time aside for me and for my friends to just hang out, to escape the pressures of, you know, being a good daughter or a good neighbor or a good mom or a good spouse or a good friend or whatever, just to set that aside and just go somewhere, hang out and laugh. Well, listen, that's what Ladies' Night Out is all about. And it's coming up June 21st at the Bible Chapel in McMurray. We're so happy to be presenting Pittsburgh's own Sherry Lynn as our headliner this year. She is funny. And she has been thinking for so long about issues related to church and issues related to God and issues related to how different races approach church. It is going to be a terrifically funny night for all of us. June 21st, at the Bible Chapel in McMurray. So to talk about a whole other element of Ladies' Night Out that we haven't introduced yet, Nikki Smith-Porter's with me. Nick, how you doing? I'm wonderful, Kath. How are you? Good. All right, Nick. So tell me, so you're going to be adding on to the fun stuff Sherry's bringing comedy-wise, and you're bringing music? It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, yes, I'll be opening with Praise and Worship. And um, Sherry, you know how creative she is. Yes. So she just shared with me her vision about getting the ladies, you know, hustle and bustle of the day, coming through traffic, whatever, just getting them into the presence of God, engaged, opening their hearts, singing before the Lord, just the unity in the room. And I was so excited that she asked me to be a part of that vision and inspire ladies uh, through worship to join in with us. Isn't that great? So it does. Uh, you know, we tend to like bifurcate our lives, right? And so worship is for Sunday morning. And if you're going to see a comedy show, you're going to see that on a Friday night, but you know, never the twain (laughs) shall meet. But that's really not the first of all, it's not the way we're called to live. But second of all, the Christian life should be a lot more fun and a lot more engaging and a lot more holistic than that. I totally agree. I think that, you know, we are spirit, soul, and body and, you know, holistic ministry to ladies is exactly that you know reach reach the the heart to laugh to shop to have some fun Mm -hmm. to hang out with girlfriends and then the spirit needs to connect with god you know we are made to be that holistic person and so i'm just so excited to be a part and carving out that time oh you're so right just make the time and grab some girls and let's do it ladies night coming up june 21st at the bible chapel tickets are available right now at wordfm.com hey nick you've done a lot of ladies night uh or ladies events with me over the years here at word fm and you're a recording artist you are an absolutely gorgeous worship leader and uh, you get you you get the whole picture of how music and worship goes together and pittsburgh's a unique place Um, and that's why i love the fact that you and sherry lynn are doing this event 
Thank you so much. It is indeed a pleasure. I've loved working with you at the women's ministry events in the past, and I'm really looking forward to the diversity in the body of Christ. That always excites me. And God's women, let's come and do it. Yeah, because here's the thing. I mean, we can go, we talk, how many times have you and I talked about this, that the most segregated time of the week is Sunday morning, right? So you got your black church, I got my white church, and you and I are never going to worship together. Well, we don't want to live like that. Um, Right. And so an event like this gives us an opportunity black, white Pittsburghers to all come together, recognize that our skin color isn't what separates us. Absolutely. And I love Sherry's approach because she hones in on some things that we just, you know, people can be so dead set in our differences, but she hones in on those and even our similarities and makes us laugh at ourselves. And um, having been in Sherry's shows, she always says, you know what, we can't take ourselves too seriously. That's totally a Sherry quote. And we really can't. And she makes us laugh and makes us think at the same time. So I think everyone coming should just expect that time to be together and to laugh and to think about some issues. Nikki Smith-Porter is with us. She's handling the worship leading at Ladies' Night Out, which is coming up June 21st at the Bible Chapel. We're presenting Sherry Lynn, Pittsburgh's own comedian and playwright and a syndicated radio host. Okay, our time's almost up, Nick, but I want to just talk, in case our listeners don't know, about Sherry Lynn and you and the whole cast of The Bold and the Sanctified, that (laughs) traveling show you guys did. You sold out all kinds of shows, including right here in Pittsburgh at the I Am Theater. Um, Just talk about that experience what it taught you, and how it's just kind of changed how you look at the church. Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. I had the privilege of playing First Lady Lots, who is the wife of the black pastor. And so you have this kind of black pastor, white co-pastor, and the white co-pastor's engaged, and she and I, you know, we're not seeing my time. It's just kind of knocked down, drag out. And there were a lot, the lines were just so wonderfully crafted to have us kind of go at each other's throat, but then realize, you know, I can see the good in her. She can see the good in me. Let's not focus on our differences, but let's focus on our similarities and focus on that through Christ. It can only happen through Christ. And so we just learned as a cat to um, bring the lines to life, Sherry takes us outside the box each and every time, helps us to laugh at ourselves, but really seriously consider what the scripture has to say about how Jesus, Jesus prayed for us to be one body in him. So the incredible stage show that was The Bold and the Sanctified, we're so happy to have two of those members be leading us in Ladies Night Out this year. This has been Nikki Smith-Porter. Nick, thanks so much for being with me today. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's Nikki. We're presenting... Sherry Lynn, Ladies Night Out, sponsored by Word FM this year. Find tickets right now, wordfm.com. WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New New music. On the way up by Apollo LTD. God's Not Done With You from Taryn Wells. And Building 429, Fear No More.
the best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Nello Construction. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Hey, it's John Hall. So a while back, the folks at MyPillow said, hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I'm skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. It changed my life. So I'm letting you know, you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but your own, my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow into your washer and dryer. It's like new again. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800 391 Use promo code word for kids Idlewild is a place full of adventures there are rides that are just their size treats to tickle their taste buds and special friends like daniel tiger to touch their hearts when you're a grown-up Idlewild is every bit as magical every bit as memorable every bit as fun Idlewild and soak zone because you love to see them smile Save big in June with Carload and BOGO half-off discounts at Idlewild.com. We talk about, oh, we're thematic, we're integrated, but what that means at Jubilee is very different. Jubilee Christian School Principal April Eisman on their award-winning integrated curriculum. The scripture is infused in everything, science, math, English. It's not, okay, we're going to have Bible class, and then we're going to go have science. Everything is infused with the scripture. Not only that, but it's thematic, and that is very hard to do. You can't go and buy this curriculum. I've never seen anything like it. Imagine, believe, achieve at jubileecs.org. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. I think most of us are familiar with the story of the woman at the well. Right, that's the woman that Jesus met and... He ends up at, in the course of the conversation saying, you know, tell me about your husband. Right. I mean, it's a fascinating story. And she says, story. I don't have a husband. And he says, you're right about that. That's the deal. That's the problem. And then she goes home and she becomes what I've always thought of. She's the first evangelist, the first person that told about Jesus. It's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Now, Frederica Matthews Green is with us. Frederica is a regular guest on our show. She's an author whose work has appeared in publications like The Wall, Washington Post, Christianity Today's, The Smithsonian, BeliefNet, National Review. She is also uh, the author of a book that we just love called The Jesus Prayer. Her latest book is called The Ancient uh, the Ancient Desert Prayer. I'm sorry. It's called uh, Welcome to Orthodox Christianity. And uh, she's here today to talk to us about the woman at the well. Uh, Frederica, thanks for coming along. You sort of have a, a part two story of the woman at the well from an Orthodox perspective. How are you? Kind of, and that's the rest of the story. Um, we we know that when you get through the end of the New Testament, um, get through the Book of Acts, you get to Acts twenty nine eight, you close the uh, cover, and what happened next? 
we know a few things. Um, we know that St. Peter uh, was crucified upside down in Rome. We know that St. Paul was beheaded in Rome. Um, but there's not much that we know about the lives of these characters that we've come to know and love in the New Testament. And uh, one of the things the Middle Eastern Church was able to do is these were people living in their midst, and so they were able to preserve these stories. And uh, we know a little bit more about the story of St. Fotini, um, because that is the name that she received. Um, according to the, the Eastern Church's memory, um, that she did, she was baptized, she became a Christian, and she took the name Fotini, which means enlightened. It comes from the word phos, you know, light, having to do with light. And um, <laughs> I love this story, uh, just as Kathy was saying, because she's such a spunky person. Mm-hmm. And she's obviously very, very bright. And I love that when Jesus surprises her with this uh, question, you know, go bring your husband. Go ahead. And she says, oh, I have no husband. He says, oh, yeah, you've had five husbands, right? And the one you have now isn't even your real husband. And um, if, you, if you notice what she does, she immediately pays him a compliment. She knows how to handle men because that's her business. She knows how to butter them up and keep them happy and to lead them along. So immediately says, oh, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. And then what's the next thing you do? If you want to distract a man, get him on another topic, ask him a question about politics or religion. And she says, well, where are we supposed to worship? Are we supposed to worship on this mountain or in Jerusalem? Um, she's just brilliant, and she knows what she's doing. She tries very deftly to guide Jesus, and he gives her an answer about worship that, must, that was just mind-blowing, that she couldn't have understood. And so she falls back on another thing. She says, well, when the Messiah comes, he'll tell us everything. And Jesus says, I who speak to you am he. And then I like to picture her just looking at him for a second, and it dawns on her really is the Messiah. And um, I love that St. John gives the detail that she puts down her water jar. She doesn't take it with her. She wants to get back to the city as fast as she can, and she stops everyone and says, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. She's now, she's not ashamed. She's not trying to keep it a secret. Yeah, and Frederica, sorry, that's what Kath said, that essentially she is the first evangelist. She's the first evangelist. She preaches the gospel even before the crucifixion, before the resurrection, she preaches the gospel. And this is why in the Eastern Orthodox Church, she has the honorary title, Equal to the Apostles. Hmm. Um, even though she's a woman, she is an evangelist, and she is considered equal to the apostles because of the courage of her preaching. Now, Frederica, there is, as you said, the rest of the story. But talk to us about that, because as people hear the rest of the story, they'll say, no, wait a second, this is not in the Bible, so how do we know the the claims of truth to this woman's story? Yes, yes, of course there's that objection. And I think that um, it's sad in a way that we in the West have been bred to be so skeptical. We're always afraid of being taken in. And we suppose that, you know, whatever story somebody brings from ancient times, we think, well, that's not true. Something else is true, but that's not true. Right, Something right. had to be, pr- be true, you know. Something had to happen to her. 
And I think it's reasonable to believe that she she would have continued to follow Christ and she would have continued to tell people about him. And um, as many people did in those days, it's reasonable to think she could have died as a martyr, as Peter and Paul so many others did. So I'll tell you the rest of the story as the Eastern Church remembers it. And um, people are free to <laughs> scoff, obviously. Um, it's not in the Bible because it happened after the Bible. A lot of stuff happened after the Bible. Yes. History went on. Um, something happened to her. So this is, I think, a reasonable story. The story is that she had a large family. She had five sisters and two sons. And with them, they became just a traveling band, preaching the gospel everywhere they went. And on seeing what she's like at the beginning, I bet you could hardly shut her up, you know. Um, they ended up moving to Carthage, the city of Carthage, which is in present-day Tunisia. And her preaching became so publicly noticeable that she was arrested, and they were all taken to Rome and brought before the Emperor Nero. And first, Nero killed everyone that she loved. And I don't know if the descriptions, I sent you the descriptions of the martyrdoms of her sisters and her son. Yeah, they're rough. They're rough, and I thought maybe it would be better not to talk about them on the air, but... Uh, suffice it to say that she saw she saw her two boys whom she loved die in a horrible way, and her sisters before her. And then at the end, having attempted to terrify her, Nero said to her, you have one last chance. Deny Christ, and I will spare your life. And I like to picture her now that she's, um, she's not a young woman anymore. She's middle-aged. She's probably gotten a little thicker around the waist. She has, you know, scraggly, long gray hair that's all windblown. Her skin is probably tanned and weathered from all the time she spent walking in the desert. And she looks back at the emperor, and she's still got that courage and that swift wit, and she, she laughs at him. <laughs> she laughs at Nero, and she says very loudly, you profligate and stupid man. She says, do you think that I am so deluded? Why would I renounce my Lord Christ and sacrifice to idols that are as blind as you are? Hmm. And then she too was, uh, she was martyred and she was killed in a terrible way. And then um, in, in one of those strange poetic things of history, um, her body was thrown down a well. So that's how her body was ultimately disposed of. So, Frederica, talk to us about the the role that these stories have for those of the Orthodox faith. This isn't the kind of thing that the Western Church understands or observes. Yes, that's true. Um, for us, we have a, a vivid sense that Fotini and, and so many other saints are alive in the presence of God right now. Uh, for us, a very important scripture is Hebrews 12.1, where it says that we are surrounded by so great a, cl a cloud of witnesses, that there is this great cloud, this great crowd of witnesses all around us. And then you compare that with Revelation, and you see the great crowd of the saints are standing around the throne, worshiping and singing the angels and the seraphim and the incense and all this going on. 
in this glorious worship that they are participating in every minute, they are somehow also present with us because time and space are don't matter somehow. There's a mystery there that we can't understand on this side of material reality. That they surround us and they're in the presence of God at the same time. And so we think of them as being our older brothers and sisters in Christ, not merely historical examples of, of heroes we should look up to, though they are that, but also as as present with us when we pray, when we're in worship, they are surrounding us. Mm. And we can ask them to pray for us. Um, it's, a, it's a careful thing, because, of course, we don't, you know, we don't do necromancy. We don't try to get the dead to do favors or, or just have conversations with the dead. But kind of like you would send a prayer request to a friend by an email, um, we can send a prayer request and say, Fotini, please pray for me. I'm facing a challenge today, whatever it is. And um, Fotini is just one out of hundreds of thousands of saints. Every day we you know, look in the, the big book of all the saints and we read the stories of four or five of them. And the encouragement is, is so wonderful, just to know that there were people of all ages every year for 2,000 years you could find a wonderful saint who is loving and serving the Lord that we could learn from. Fotini is obviously a favorite for an awful lot of people. And maybe that story's true. You know, do you have a better one? That's the one that the people who knew her and lived with her, that's the story they remember. That's fabulous. That's the rest of the story. Frederica Matthews Green. Frederica, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Frederica Matthews Green, she's the author of one of our favorite books called The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer That Tunes to the Heart of God. Her new book is called Welcome to the Orthodox Church, An Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Frederica Matthews Green. I want you to sleep in. I want you to cool down. And I want you to have the home of your dreams. I'm Alyssa Walters, CEO and daughter of family-owned and run BlindsGalore.com. My mom, Shelly, hi everyone, and I have been working together for as long as I can remember. We've never settled for mediocre, and you shouldn't either. We're tough customers, but we love to say wow when it's worth it. That's why we built Blinds Galore. To give you designer blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters without the designer price. Get free samples, free shipping, and all the free design help you desire. Our in-house team of experts can help you online or over the phone every step of the way. Plus, you're free to exchange your custom blinds or shades for any reason. It's that simple. We've been doing this for nearly 20 years and want you to take pride in your window treatments. It's your home, after all. You'll love the view. We, we promise. promise. Just go to BlindsGalore.com. That's BlindsGalore.com. This is a special announcement for all Americans who owe back taxes to the IRS or state. New tax reform guidelines have increased the success of the Fresh Start Initiative. Pay attention. There's a special toll-free hotline set up especially for you. This hotline will give you free information on how you can legally reduce or eliminate your tax debt. Call the tax problem solvers at 1-800-928-7418. 1-800-928-7418. You'll speak to tax experts that will analyze your tax matter and tell you how to stop the collection calls. IRS 
surplus letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments. Ignoring the IRS is not an option, and doing so puts you at greater risk. Let us deal with the IRS on your behalf so you don't have to. New guidelines have made it easier to qualify for a fresh start, but this won't last, and your tax problem will only get worse if you do nothing or try to handle it yourself. It makes a big difference in who you call. Contact the hotline today for a free six-step guide to reduce your taxes. 1-800-928-7418. That's 1-800-928-7418. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. Well, start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club you save as much as half. Half of home improvement services, web design, family entertainment, music festivals, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and God save the green. Look, if you're going to get a weird pet... Keep it. Keep your pet. Or if... If you decide that the weird pet has like outstayed his welcome in your house, how about not putting it outside in the yard? Right. Okay, so for the second time in a month, an alligator was spotted and captured within the city of Pittsburgh. Crikey. Danger, danger, danger. Oh, Steve Irwin, gone too soon. Pittsburgh Public Safety Spokesperson Chris Tugneri said a man who was taking his dog for a walk last night around 10 o'clock in Beachview spotted, thank goodness, a five-foot-long alligator in front of a garage on Searbring Avenue. The uh, police arrived. Animal control officers responded to the scene. The alligator was agitated and hissing. You think? (laughs) Officers then cornered and controlled it so it didn't run away or threaten neighbors. Can you imagine that poor police officer? Oh, my gosh. How about the poor dog? Yeah. It was taken to the Humane Animal Rescue in the East End. No Which I'm one sure they injured. have a lot of experience caring for alligators mm-hmm. there. On May 18th, a three-foot-long alligator was found. Now, they're saying that you know these gators are brought in as babies. Right. And, and then, people think it's really cool and edgy. Right. And then they decide they don't want them, and they just like put them outside the back door. It gets too big it's and ridiculous. too scary. So then danger, danger, danger. Yeah, that Makes right. me Holy mad. Smokes. Makes me mad. So what happens? Well, I mean, will it go to the zoo? or like, I have no idea. Sent to the Everglades? I'm just glad that they went It went to the place in the East End, and they were kind enough people to fig- try to figure out what to do with it. What if you were like walking your dog at 10 o'clock at night, and all of a Tell sudden they came it. towards you? Crikey. Yeah, what do you do there? He's, he's cracking himself I know. It's so awesome. <laughs> playing okay, sound did you see the video of the alligator just last week that ended up in somebody's kitchen in Clearwater, Florida? No. Okay. So a husband and wife who lived there went to bed and they left a window open. It was kind of a low window. Oh. And they woke up because they heard this incredible cacophony of sound in their kitchen. And they went down and there was like a 20-foot alligator, oh a gosh. full-grown adult, enormous reptile in their kitchen, and you can imagine the alligator was very agitated as well. So they immediately called the police, and the police came, and of course it takes a lot to subdue a reptile that is that big and powerful. Anyway, (laughs) 
The alligator, in his angst, knocked over all these bottles of red wine. So when the police, <laughs> oh, no. when the police released the video, the police, the Clearwater police have a very funny Twitter account. Um, but they were like, you know, people are are you know desperate to see the video of what happened last night with the, with the uh, alligator. Uh, and in parenthesis, it says all the red is wine. <laughs> Not blood, <laughs> because it looks like a murder scene. No kidding. I mean, you should see it. The animal is oh, that's huge. sad. It really it is. It is sad, but that's okay. They took it out and it was returned to its habitat. But that's why, you, like living in Clearwater, Florida, you are expect supposed to it. shut your windows and you expect it. Right. And the police know what to do. I mean, alligators are like dinosaurs. They've been around forever. So and they're very that, strong. Yeah, they are. They're terrifying to me, aren't they? Yes. I mean, you see those. You oh, deep respect for an alligator. Get out of the way. Anyway, don't buy an alligator. Don't. Okay. Get a normal pet. <laughs> Crikey. Take a break. Come back. We got lots more ahead. It's the Friday edition of the Ride Home. Stick around. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. President Trump now says there's a good chance the United States will strike a deal with Mexico to stop tariffs from taking place next week. Tweeting aboard Air Force One, he says if there's a deal, Mexico will begin purchasing farm and agricultural products at very high levels starting immediately. White House economic advisor Kevin Hassett says talks with Mexico are progressing, but the president has the final say. But whether they've done enough uh, to satisfy the president who knows this issue better than anybody is something that we'll find out. A top University of Alabama donor says the school is punishing him after he called for a university boycott in response to the state's new abortion ban. The university's board of trustees voted today to return a gift of more than $26 million. Stocks up sharply, up more than 1%. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Are you overwhelmed, unable to think clearly or sleep well at night, or just trudging through each day but not really enjoying your life? I'm a counselor with Faithful Counseling, and that feeling of distress can sometimes be because you're wrestling with a problem that seems too big or too impossible to overcome. Other times, people are consumed by a past hurt. I'm part of a network of Christian counselors, fellow believers, trusted therapists who share your faith. We want to give you a free week so you can try us out. You can begin a conversation with one of us by text or phone, even video conferencing today. Are you ready to shake this off and begin enjoying your life? If it's not for you, cancel during your first week and you'll not pay a dime. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's time to talk to someone who can help. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's so easy to get started, and your first week is free. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. Where is your there, your happy place, your go-to destination? Maybe it's that hidden cove by the lake, or that place an hour and a half away on Route 6 that serves the world's best meatloaf. Or maybe it's home. At Valero, we have the fuel to get you there, wherever there is. Because Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. 
Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's one place. This is the Entertainment Answer. Kevin Hart is back to voice Snowball in The Secret Life of Pets 2, which he says is a great addition to the first one. The thing that makes this film stand out outside of the first one is just the progression. To see more questions get answered. Not only what they do, but how far do they go to protect what they truly believe in? How much do they value what's considered to be their homes, their families? What levels are they willing to go through to protect those things? The Secret Life of Pets 2, rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask Home Advisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, Home Advisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free Home Advisor app. Home Advisor. Cloudy tonight with a low of 60 degrees. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. A pleasantly warm afternoon with highs right around 80. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. Low 63. Then for Sunday, we'll be turning out mostly cloudy and breezy. A shower or two will be around, especially during the afternoon hours. High Sunday, 75. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, fabulous, isn't it? There are a few moments in time, like at 5 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, that are so sweet. Right. I mean, it's probably not one minute too soon that I give you the good news. <laughs> that is what? I want to give you the good news. I want to give it to New Mike. I want to give it to everybody, really. Yes. Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. What? Sad news yesterday. This man, Dr. John, passes away at age 77. But he might have been in the wrong place at the right time. Is that too soon? I think so. <laughs> That's a long trailer in. What? Okay, were you a fan of Dr. John? Oh, my gosh. I love Dr. John. When I was in New Orleans the last time... You stopped by and see him? Well, I wanted to. My husband and I both wanted to. Yeah. He was actually supposed to be playing at a club that we went to, and then he got sick and wasn't there. I see. But it, that would have been just so... Tr- I, he's just such a weird dude. He sure was. So, Dr. John sort of... You know, like uh, they have artists who have residency in Las Vegas, like Wayne Newton. Mm. <laughs> Dr. John was the Wayne Newton right, of New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. right. I mean, he had played there since he was like nine years old or something crazy <laughs> yeah. like that. He was just so – his songs, uh, if you're not familiar with Dr. John, he's a blues singer from New Orleans, passed away yesterday at the age of 77. And 
and this is the case with a lot of great blues lyrics, is that they just are so clever, they make you laugh. Well, Dr. John <laughs> right. is like the king of that. Yeah. I mean, it, he twists and turns. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Malpropisms. He's all over the place. Just so good. This guy. It's so good. So anyway, we're really missing Dr. Did John. Did he play guitar? No, he played keys. keys. Piano, yeah. yeah. Mostly keys, though. Anyway. Uh, Speaking of music, uh, Three Rivers Arts Festival coming up this weekend. For the first time in perhaps the history of Pittsburgh, uh, it's not going to rain for the arts festival. For it's the early. First three days. It's a two-week festival, right? It's a two-week festival, but usually as soon as it, it kicks off, it's already pouring. Deluge. Well, the rain came earlier this month, so perhaps we'll just pass by it. When's the last time you went to the festival? Last year. No, two years ago. I was there last year, and before that, it probably had been... Seven or eight years. I whenever I go, it's to see a band of some sort. Oh, you know, that's what takes. You don't look at the artwork. I mean, I go, but that's not why I would go. Yeah. I mean, I feel badly saying that. I'm just trying to be honest. Right. No. But when I when I I like to walk around and look at the artwork. Right. If I'm down there, for sure, I'm going to yeah. do that. But I usually it's raining. Right. I always like seeing the art, the uh, sand sculpture. What sand sculpture? You I don't know what that, that is. No, I've not seen that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. What? As soon as you walked. In, as Where? Soon as, you, as soon as you walk. You know, through into Point the, State Park. Into Point State Park. Yeah. As soon as you walk over the the bridge, yeah, it's to your right. It's usually in a white tent. What? There's a big mass of yeah. This guy was there for like th- three years in a row, probably longer than that. But you think he's there this year? I don't know. A I, sand I, I sculpture. Hope he is. He's amazing. Really? I mean, there's. Uh, I forget one 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 thing he did was like this um, uh, this pirate sculpture. This pirate ship sculpture thing. Pittsburgh pirate or just pirates just in general? Just a pirate ship. Very nice. Or something else. I, well, that'll make you get downtown you guys pay never, for parking. Have you guys really never seen this I've before? never seen them, no. no. And, and you're making me feel badly about it. No, no, no. I mean, you usually it's when you see a display. When you see a sand sculpture at the beach. This, sure. is the, well, this is the mom. You know what I loved maybe five years ago? Do you remember the umbrellas? Oh, I do remember the umbrellas. Well, that was a yeah. beautiful idea. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. If you weren't there, they had these multicolored umbrellas, and they were all open, and they were hanging. Mm-hmm. They were suspended above your head, maybe by 20 feet, and there were hundreds of them. Right. And it just was – first of all, it was beautiful to look at. It looked – it worked in the rain, but it also looked beautiful in the sun. Yeah. And everybody wanted to have their photo taken under it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Oh, you have one here? Well, no, no. This oh. is uh, this is from our friend Megan, the last uh, oh, yeah. text there. Oh, she's talking about India RE. Yeah. Yeah, she's playing tonight. And she said everybody should go. Yeah, it starts at 7.30. Thanks, Megan. She's a Grammy Award winner, if you don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, R&B singer. Uh, that's tonight. I'm looking at I'm looking at who else is going to be here. Um, Wasn't the headliner – the headliner at the final night canceled? Because of some sort of illness. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know who that. There's was. always controversy. It feels as though that goes along with the arts festival. I guess it's just what you know the, the price you pay for a large outdoor festival. Um, I like it. I'm, yeah, I, I always like it. The Teskey Brothers, Nate Walker, mm-hmm. uh, Nevin James, Mercy Bell, uh, Guy Russo is going to be there. Uh, Griffin Handshake. That is a band I've never yeah. heard of, but I really love it. My kids, uh, for all the culture that you know, you, you bump into the arts festival, all the beauty. My kids equate the arts festival with corn dogs because whenever they were little, that was their thing. We're going to go to the arts festival, hope they have a corn dog. And they, they found a corn dog there. So every time we go, let's have a corn dog, which I, I, I would, I usually event, like equate it with funnel cakes because that's what I see, oh, yeah, sure, see sure, everybody sure. eating. Would you want to? Would you? I would never in my in all my years want to eat a corn dog. Oh, no, great. I oh. think they're horrible. I they, think they're they the look worst. awful, and yeah. so does funnel cake look terrible. No, funnel cake. Oh, no. I need a funnel cake. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's like you know, 
the worst thing possible for your coronary really for your arteries. It is absolutely terrible. Uh, it's the schedule says that Joe Grishecki and the House Rockers are going to be closing it out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Final night. Final night. Okay. Uh, yeah. The House Rockers. How old is Joe Grishecki? He's like Donny Iris. Yeah. <laughs> Donny. Right. Anyway, oh, look, right. Uh, Mike, Mike found this sand sculpture. No, I, I have I had to correct myself. It wasn't a pirate ship. Okay. It was a uh, rowboat. No, no. It's, um, the American flag. It looks, it looks like a war scene. Well, it it was, sounds fascinating. Okay, but it's cool. <laughs> no, look how large that thing it is. That's amazing. No, it, it is absolutely no, it is unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely mm-hmm. unreal. I mean, I want to I want to pick on you about it, but I don't mm-hmm. think I can because it. that's it doesn't really look like awesome. sand. It looks like string cheese. No, it, it doesn't look anything no. like string cheese. No, it kind of does. Get out of here. Really All right, you went to the really base, you went to the baseball game this week. I did. I went to the well Wednesday night. I went to the pirate game. My wife, sorry, my son and his girlfriend and my wife were there early, and then you know after the show, I went down, put my car in the in the lot, and went in. As soon as I got there, literally as soon as we got to PNC Park, I sat down, and the ground crew came out and rolled out that massive tarp, the tarpaulin on the infield, and then they took these gigantic sandbags and laid these those down, and then they brought like a tractor and put the tractor at home plate. I said to my wife. Oh, this is not good. They're getting ready here for a massive storm. I'm going to go. My wife was like, what do you, you want to leave? I'm like, I'm not going to sit here for a, a, a rain delay. And then, you know, the game starts at 10 o'clock. So uh, you want to go? And she was like, okay. And my kid looked at me like, what are you, you're leaving? So we left. My wife and I left. How long were you there? 10 minutes. <laughs> Literally 10 minutes. Literally. Probably even less. But I just, I had none of it. I was home by 7.30, which first, was great. First pitch was at like 9.10. Exactly. But you missed one of Joe, Mo- his single best pitching performances he's been in Pittsburgh. I was sleeping by the time that game was over, and I was happy about it. That's Look, sad. Major League Baseball attendance is down again. Across the board? Across the board. Um, yeah, it, it is down. Season ticket holders are not stepping forward. Major League Baseball, they don't want to talk about it, but they've got a problem. And, of course, in Pittsburgh, it's easy to dislike the Pirates because of the Nutting family. And uh, I think the fans have not shown up in large part because of that, because we were close for a few years. Yep. Then they had, a, again, another fire sale. Back in 15 when they had the option to absolutely invest in a team that had so much potential. Yeah, and now Kutch is gone, and, of course, Kutch is hurt. Maybe the Pirates did better because of that. Um, there's news today that they're, they're, the Pirates are looking to trade their big star, Starling Marte. Josh Bell, of course, is crushing it. Um, I'm I, okay. I'm going to differ differ with you on this. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to argue with people who aren't going to the ballpark. But I am excited about this team. Great. Well, I'm I am glad excited you are. about this team. We have You're a new we, fan. we have too many outfielders for the. Uh, we don't have enough spaces for all the good outfielders we have right now. Uh, we've got Josh Bell, who was National League Player of the Month. Uh, there's so much good pitching once we get through this injury bump. I mean, we're and we had we had the best uh, the last the. No, can I say this again? Two good starts in a row um, in pitching just this week. I mean, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm glad you're excited. All that to say, uh, hope springs eternal and faith night is coming up. Of course, we're going to be there as well. It's a great uh, date this year. It's a Saturday Saturday. at 4.05. Like in the past, we've been at faith night. It's been like one o'clock in the morning. June 22nd. June 22nd at PNC Park. annual faith night. Right. We're going to be there. So looking forward to seeing you Mm -hmm. get your tickets fast. Who are the Pirates playing? I don't know. The San Diego Padres. Thank you. How bad are they? Or are they? I don't 
know. The, I don't know the answer to that. The Padres. That, that's yeah. who uh, Kutch was playing when he blew out his knee the other day. I know that. He was playing against them. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah, but we'll be on Federal Street at 3 o'clock passing <laughs> T-shirts out. Oh, yeah. I always like give a Oh, give it's super fun. It's wonderful. Meet the fans. I love it. And then people show up and they go, they have no idea who, who you are, but they just right, want but a free like, T-shirt. They're like, do you have a free T-shirt? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Right. That's good stuff. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. Terry Tim is with us. Terry uh, has got a local church here in, t- in the city of Pittsburgh. Always a great conversation with that. So stick around, won't you please? It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM and WPIT Radio. WORD. Have you ever doubted God's love or questioned whether you're truly saved? Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture, Untangling 45 Lies Christians Have Been Told. Visit this station's website to download my free guide to your new identity in Christ. Then enter for a chance to win a VIP trip to Dallas this fall. Sign up for the Twisted Scripture Conference Getaway in Dallas now. Go to wordfm.com slash twisted. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. If you're wondering how kids can be truly educated when God, Scripture, and prayer are removed from the classroom, well, wonder no more, because you have choices nearby, and you'll find them on the map at pittsburghchristianschools.net. pittsburghchristianschools.net. Creation Fest 2019 is coming. Join us with your family and friends for a weekend of worship like no other. Over 70 artists like Skillet, Hillsong Worship, Crowder, Elevation Worship, Carrie Joe, 10th Avenue North, and Mendy as well as over 15 speakers like Bob Legs, Reggie Dabbs, and David Nasser. Be a part of the creation worship experience in the beautiful mountains of central Pennsylvania. Go to creationfest.com to find out more. That's creationfest.com. Tomorrow from 9 to 3, the Irwin Business and Professional Association presents their 16th annual Ethnic Food Festival and Craft Show. Come to Main Street for ethnic music and dance, handmade crafts, lots of great food, and discover Irwin, the biggest small town in Pennsylvania. Hey, next weekend is uh, Father's Day. Always a favorite. If you're a dad, you know. I was going to say it's a favorite for you. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we already had Mother's Day. Wasn't it a favorite of yours? It was super fun. Yeah, of course. And I loved yeah. it. So listen, if you're a dad, I would say uh, drop a few hints and uh, have the family take you to the spring house because always Father's Day weekend, the spring house mm-hmm. is just cracking with great food. Marsh is here from the spring house. Hey, Marsh, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? We're great. Good, Marsh. So if there are people out there thinking, okay, so Father's Day is next weekend, is the Spring House a good place to go? I mean, the answer always is yes, but what are you serving? <laughs> we are um, doing barbecue chicken quarters and steak on the grill outside. Nice. And it's, um, it's a New York strip steak that we actually slice down and we marinate it in our secret sauce that my mom has been using since I was a little girl. Yeah. And um, we marinate it overnight, and then um, a bunch of the, I think my boys will be grilling the steaks and doing the barbecue chicken, and then um, we'll have all kinds of great sides to go with it inside, just cabbage and noodles, Alabama vegetable casserole, all kinds of great salads, mashed potatoes and gravy, green beans and red potatoes, baked beans. It's a real hearty meal, and we'll have live music, too, that day. Excellent. So if you're a hearty dad, you mm-hmm. need a hearty meal at the Springhouse. M- Marcia, are reservations necessary? 
No, no reservations, and we'll be busy, but we'll bring in lots of extra tables and chairs again, just like Mother's Day. Nice. And for dessert? And for dessert, blondies and brownies for all the dads out there. And then we'll have all kinds of yummy homemade pie and cake, banana cream pie for all those dads out there, and lemon meringue pie and puddings and cheesecake bars, all kinds of good stuff. Nice. Love your dad. Take him to the spring house for Father's Day. Hey, we're back. Now I'm all hungry. Gosh, that's hard to hear on a Friday at 520. Yeah, it really is. Terry Tim is with us. Terry's always a welcome guest on our show. Hey, Terry, good to see your friend. How are you today? I'm doing really well. It's good to see you too. Yeah, good. thank you. Step a little closer to that microphone there, Terry. All righty. Okay, yes. there. See, now we can we hear go. you. Terry is the, uh, the pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills and here today to talk to us about a lot of different things. But Terry... Talk about your church first, because it's it's an unusual church, and that you are intentional without a sort of you know a church like structure. Yeah, it's we, that's one way we're unusual. <laughs> we're unusual in a lot of different ways, but uh, yeah, we 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 see ourselves as a missional community, and we believe that the essence of our faith is all about relationships. Yeah. So we. We, when we started 15 years ago, we thought, what would it be like to actually like create a church without a building? I mean, I think most of us, when we, we hear the word church, we think building, brick right. and mortar, and mm-hmm. buildings are important and they're helpful, but... Uh, my understanding of the faith is it's, it's all about our relationship with God through Christ, our relationship with one another as brothers and sisters in the body, and our relationship with people in the world around us. So yes. we thought, what would it be actually like to, to start a church that... Uh, focuses on that. The medium is the message, so to speak, and not have a building. So mm-hmm. we do our worship gatherings in a school, Boyce Middle School in Upper St. Clair, right off of Boyce Road, a little bit south of South East Village. And then everything else that we do is in uh, public space, uh, coffee shops, homes, restaurants. Uh, we do our uh, Ash Wednesday gathering. We've done that in a uh, municipal uh, headquarters. So anywhere we can find space, we uh, we, we do uh, do life together as a church. Nice. We had the opportunity, John and I, to worship with your church last summer. We yep. had a great time meeting everybody, and it's a really wonderful group. It is. It's a great church. Yeah, that was uh, that was a year ago, which is hard yeah. to believe. Sure I was is. on I was on uh, sabbatical, and uh, I was on pilgrimage, uh, traveling around the world, and uh, I've been reflecting on that a year out, looking back at some of my pictures. But yeah, we're actually in a, a in a season of discernment uh, of where God might be moving us in, in, in the future. So we've got some uh, people that have been praying and seeking God and seeing uh, in this next season uh, what our life might look like as a body rooted in a community. Uh, because there is a tension, too, of not having a building, of not being rooted in one place. So we're exploring what God might have next for us. So if you're a praying person, mm-hmm. you can pray for our, our community of faith uh, in this season of uh, discernment. So that's interesting to be sort of rootless in a way. But the fact of the matter is when Kath and I visited, and I'm sure your congregation knows this, that even without the traditional stained glass windows and the crosses and the organ and whatever it is, what your church looks like, there is something that's sacred about a place where you worship Christ. And you bring that sacredness from your heart into the physical space. Yeah, I think... One of the things that's happened is we have spiritualized our faith, 
uh, and and mm-hmm. we we use that word spiritual uh, to talk about uh, the immaterial. Uh, I think one of the 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 unique things about the Judeo Christian tradition is that God is very concerned about place, like specific places in the world that God has created. And so when we, we talk about our spiritual lives, we somehow kind of pull that apart from our physical life or our relational life or our work life. But the, the reality is uh, our faith, the Christian faith, is an embodied faith. I mean, the, the, the crucial act is when God enters into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. God didn't just talk about love and generosity and goodness and mercy with ethereal, spiritual terms. Like God steps, I love how Eugene Peterson puts it, that God took on flesh and blood and moved into mm-hmm. the neighborhood. And he, he came to a particular zip code, a particular area code, which is a clue to me that God does care about particular places. And so how do we, as you said, John, kind of take this this inner dimension of our life, the spiritual component, but also recognize that we are rooted, we are mm-hmm. grounded as people here on planet Earth. I mean, there's a, as I was just talking, there's this uh, a song by Mumford and Sons, Keep My Feet below the earth like like keep keep me mm, rooted grounded, and grounded yeah. mm-hmm. uh, on planet earth and i think sometimes uh, you know that that phrase you know christians are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good mm. uh and god wants us to to be concerned and and grounded in the world doing the work of god and and paying attention to to how god is active and engaged in this world that God has created and God loves. Okay, so it's easy to imagine that perspective if you are in Banff or at the Grand Canyon or, you know, in Nepal looking at, you know, the unbelievable mountainous terrain. You can imagine it's easy to link nature and God, right? What about... You know, people who are living here in Pittsburgh. I mean, we're talking. So, what does it mean to be rooted and recognize that God has us in a space? This is this is probably my favorite time of the year. I mean, our part of the world is more alive. Mm-hmm. You know, from from a sense from a creative nature. It's green. Yes. Things are blooming. I've got to cut my grass three times in a week, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the only right. time I curse the creation. <laughs> but but things are alive. And, and and you're right, Kath. I think I think when we, we get outside of our regular routine, we, we go to these spectacular places and we feel so connected to God. But for me, part of the process is, is just slowing down, mm-hmm. just being aware of the miracle of creation that's all around us, whether it's a, uh, I've got a three-year-old grandson and he is fascinated with ants. Mm. Like ants are just a major distraction to me. They're just right? annoying. Like what purpose does an ant actually serve in, in, in the larger scheme of things? I don't know. But when we take a walk, he, he can spot an ant from like 50 yards out and he just wants to, and and so he likes to hold them. And you know, so you hold an ant in your hand and you just look at the the wonderful way an ant is created. That's like incredible. there is a design here. There is purpose. There's intentionality. There's detail. Uh, the whole creation is speaking the, the, the goodness, the, the wondrous 
dimension of this creator, uh, the, the creation tells us that there there is a creator. You know, John, John Calvin said there there were two books. There's 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 the good book, which is the mm-hmm. book of Scripture, the, the the holy word of God. But there's the beautiful book, which is creation, and the heavens are declaring the glory of God. So. Long answer to to your question is: I think we need to retrain ourselves to slow down and to look at the beauty of creation that really is is Everywhere. all around us. The, all of life, the whole cosmos, is a window to the to the beauty and glory mm. and majesty of God. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It sure is. Let's take a quick break. Terry Tim is with us. We're talking creation, holiness, sacred spaces. Stick around for more of that conversation. We'll be back in just a bit. This past week, independent of each other, both Kath and I, we loaded up our SUVs and minivans and we drove up to Grove City College where we helped our kids take apart their dorm rooms and squish everything in the back of those SUVs and drive home. Why? Because school is over. Another year is over at Grove City College. And all the stress and all the angst of finals, the last papers, the tests, everything that had to be completed is completed. Hallelujah. And now the kids are at home. The good thing is, it was a hard year, but it was also an excellent year. And, you know, you talk to your kid, you follow along, and you th- I'm praying for you. I'm wishing for the best. But me, as a parent, knowing that my boys at Grove City College, surrounded by a tight group of guys with Jesus in the middle, I can't tell you what that makes me feel like as a father. I love it so much, and I'm thrilled that another year's over at Grove City College. And now that we look forward to the summer, both John's son and my daughter have landed jobs that they got in large part because their employers know that they're students at Grove City College. That's right. People recognize the excellence of Grove City College, know that there's quality there, and with a Christ-like education, deeply in the middle of all that, I mean, it's a bargain. Truly, when you look online at what Grove City charges for their education, you can't pass it up. It's the place to go. If you're looking to send your child, look online, gcc.edu. Our total basement finishing system is unique, but what's even more unique is the way we interact with our clients. Energy Swing's Steve Rennekamp on building the basement of your dreams. You have a dream to finish your basement. The question is, whose dream is it? A lot of other companies start working on your basement and build it the way they want to build it. And so it ends up not being exactly what you wanted. We don't work that way. With our 3D rendering system, you can actually see what your dream looks like before you decide to invest. Our design consultant comes on and actually builds the basement with you on his computer, and you can see a 3D rendering of the that finished basement. And if you don't like something, we can change it around. We can even place furniture in the 3D rendering so you can see if all the things you want to do in the basement will fit the way you would like them to fit, which gives you a unique perspective on what the finished job is going to look like before anything is done. Mention Word FM for an additional 5% off over and above any other discounts at EnergySwingWindows.com. I'm not a big talker. I am a big doer. But sometimes the only way to solve the problem is to get on the horn and figure it out. So the only people I like talking to? Granger, With knowledgeable product experts ready with the answers to my toughest questions, calling Granger is the one conversation I don't mind having. From machining and motor parts to valves and vacuum pumps, when it comes to solving my problems, granger has got my back. Call, click Granger.com or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah. 
partly cloudy tonight with a low of 60 degrees. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. A pleasantly warm afternoon with highs right around 80. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 63. Then for Sunday, we'll be turning out mostly cloudy and breezy. A shower or two will be around, especially during the afternoon hours. High Sunday, 75. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. We're spending some time with the Reverend Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Uh, and I, as you're talking about sacred spaces, um, Terry, I was thinking about uh, the conversation John and I had in the first hour of today's show. And if you missed any of the program, you can always find our podcast on iTunes, um, as long as iTunes is around. And then you're going to find well, that's it. That's right. Then you're going to find it on. We don't know music. Right. Um, It'll be all. They haven't. They haven't released all the details exactly. I'm not sure how we're going to. I mean, I I told I told John and Mike I have I have 26,000 songs right. in my iTunes library that you purchased. No, oh, no, okay. but it's like every, it's every CD I've ever bought and oh. from, from the beginning of time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of my husband, you know, my husband's a musician, so all the tracks he's done, everything is in there. So right. when they said they were <laughs> discontinuing wow. iTunes, yeah. I thought, well, this a little anxiety could be bad. It's now at biglots.com. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find our podcast also at our website, johnnycathyshow.com. Nice. But uh, John shared about different places around the world where he remembered worshiping, um, from China to the Philippines to Ukraine uh, to Senegal. And so um, let me start with you, John. So you said that you had some particularly memorable experiences. It wasn't that the space was sacred. It was that the space was sacred because of what was happening in it. Right. But the the odd thing is, you know, when you worship in a house church in China or you're some Somewhere, you know, in a, in a hut in the Philippines or you're on the plains in Africa, it, because it is so unusual where you're worshiping the, the, the actual space and the fervor of the people that you're worshiping with, those things sort of collide together. It's not as though you're, no, you're encased in Notre Dame, which was made for worship. The house church in, you know, Beijing was this little tiny one room apartment, but there was something beautiful about it it was larger than life okay so what what was beautiful about it the intensity of the passion of the people because it was literally 3 a.m and uh and the chinese pastor had this little tiny casio electronic keyboard and i'm sure the volume was set to minus nine and he was going and whispering as he sang and i'm next to like eight other people and they're whispering too in a language i don't understand but occasionally i would hear jesus it was precious yeah i mean it was one of the most beautiful things i'll ever experience Mm -hmm. and that there are many ways we can define beauty there is aesthetic beauty that mm-hmm. is designed to turn our attention toward the beautiful one, our creator and our God and savior. And sometimes that is through physic- physical things, a building, a piece stained of glass. art, stained glass, a piece of music, whatever it might be, that that can draw our attention toward this masterful creator. What, what you talk there uh, John is also another side of beauty, which is a heart yielded to God, 
a community of people who may be in a a place that is not aesthetically beautiful, but lives that have been uh, redeemed and rescued and renewed by the grace and love of Christ and people responding to that beautiful work of God, that radiates beauty. And I think that the, the wonderful thing is we don't have to pick and choose. God is gracious enough to give mm-hmm. us aesthetically beautiful things that has created people who can create beautiful things, but we don't we don't have to be dependent on the physicality to draw us into that. To draw right. us so, into we, that. so we can have a beautiful exactly. cathedral and yeah. we can have the basement where the Chinese church was. It, it's both of them can be Bound. equally beautiful in their own distinct way. And I, I think God has created us uh, with this hunger for beauty and, and again, whether it's this beautiful cathedral that has this lofted ceiling that when I look up, so I was, um, I was in Liverpool last year and I spent a lot of time at the Liverpool Cathedral, which is the, I think the fifth largest cathedral in the world. I have really? no idea why the Liverpool Cathedral, yes, the, Ang- the Anglican Cathedral in Liverpool, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The Beatles. And yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and, I was there one day, and there was a, a, a docent taking a group of maybe five- and six-year-old children uh, throughout this cathedral, showing them the, the different things. But at one point, he had them lay on the floor of the cathedral, right in the center of the cathedral. And he had them lay on the floor, on their backs, and close their eyes. And then he, he said, I'm going to count to three and when I count to three, I want you to open your eyes, and I want you to just speak out the first word that comes to your mind. And he had them positioned right in the middle of the cathedral, and they were looking at the highest part, the dome of the cathedral, wow. with this, this beautiful artwork. And to then hear, and I, 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 I eavesdropped on this point. I'm like, this is, I'm creeping on this group here because I want to hear what comes. <laughs> and just the, the expressions of awe, wow. Holy, I mean, just like, mm. like these kids, they, they knew they were in a transcendent space. They didn't have the language, but the, the architecture of that place evoked something in them similar to what was evoked in your own soul in that apartment, you know, at 3 a.m. in China. It, yeah. the, the glorious thing about God is we don't have to choose. God gives us both of those things. And, your heart was sensitive to that. Some other person could go into there and say, "This is this. What the heck is this? This this is nothing. This is meaningless." But you were open to the beauty of those people yielding their life in worship to Christ, and and God wants us to God wants to communicate uh, to us through those kinds of experiences. Our God cares about all of those things, yes. and uses them to uh, to to touch our spirit. So the last time you were with us, Terry, uh, it just so happened to be the day that Notre Dame was burning. Yeah, and of course, for the French, for you know the, the French, it's it's a national tragedy for a lot of people. Now you were there, and I was there. We had totally different experiences. Now, me growing up Roman Catholic, when I went to visit Notre Dame by myself, I was in my twenties, just backpacking around Europe, and I was underwhelmed and a little put off 
by the money changing, mm. by the souvenir-like quality that I espoused to Notre Dame. It was not what I expected, and I was disappointed by the spiritual moment that I was hoping to experience. It wasn't there for me. Yeah. So whatever I would think about Notre Dame, I'd kind of poo-poo it. Now, you were just there like a year or so ago, right. which was opposite to my experience. Well, what, it, it's really strange when you talked about, like, I pastor a church that doesn't have a building. We meet mm-hmm. in a middle school. I, like, it, not it, known for its beauty. Not known for its aesthetic beauty, <laughs> right? It's designed I mean, to, like, institutionalize 5th, nice. 6th, and 7th graders. Yeah. But I, and my wife can testify this, when, whenever we travel, if I see a church, like, I want to go in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, drawn into these, these beautiful spaces. spaces. But one of the things, uh, like, I made sure that I visited... Uh, Notre Dame on a Sunday morning, and I participated in the the worship of the Most High God. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't go in as a tourist. I went in as a pilgrim. I'm going into this space oh, to experience mm-hmm. God, to be with the people of God in the act of worship. Similarly, John, I don't think when you you talk about that entering into that apartment, uh, you didn't go there as a cultural tourist. Like, how do the Chinese live? You're like engaging with the people of God. Your your knowledge of Chinese is probably as as much as my knowledge of French, right? <laughs> the whole liturgy was in French. Yes. I didn't understand a word didn't other matter. than you know, you know Jesus every once in a while. But seeing people pray, hearing um, hearing uh, songs sung in French, uh, communion, communion. The the I have no idea what the preacher was preaching about, but just sitting. Uh, in a space, knowing that the word of God is being preached, even in a language that I, it, it did something to me. It yeah. it connected me to God, and it evoked in me uh, worship. So I do think, again, I'm not I'm not you know hammering you here, but I think there's a difference. You're if, right. If no. we walk in as a tourist rather than a pilgrim, that's so true. What uh, about the priest after the service? Oh yeah, I, I, one of the things that I was just I was blown away with. I mean, and the cathedral there is is massive, and there were a couple thousand people in in the place worshiping. But after the service, the priest came out into the courtyard of that beautiful cathedral and was literally laying hands on people, praying for them, and people would come to them. And he was, uh, he, I observed just a gentle pastoral heart like he cared for his people that he could lead the people in worship but he could shepherd them with his touch and with his prayer and with his word of encouragement so that was a that was a beautiful you know embodied lesson of of pastoral leadership from both liturgy and pastoral care oh that's wonderful terry tim is with us we're talking about space sacred or otherwise terry's with us from christ community church of the south hills he'll stay with us and that conversation will continue on this friday afternoon here on Word FM. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number 
one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. This is the entertainment answer. How does Eric Stone Street say his character Duke has evolved in the secret life of pets too? Duke's more comfortable now because he knows he has a home and I wouldn't say Duke is smarter but I, I think Duke runs that perfect line of is he smart or not smart because you can just kind of judge him and think like well he's kind of aloof but then he says some pretty pretty smart things every once in a while and you're like wait hold on which one is he? The Secret Life of Pets 2, rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Guess what? Right now is the perfect time to tackle those home projects you've been putting off. So come summertime, you can just sit back and relax. HomeAdvisor can help get you started. HomeAdvisor matches you to the right pro for the job in seconds. You can read reviews and even book appointments online. HomeAdvisor can help with any home project, big or small, painting, plumbing, even remodeling. Find a great pro now before the busy season hits. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news. And then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Fully transparent and here to help. Qualities like these make the original Mattress Factory unique. Come see where and how we make our mattresses and compare our products to the mainstream brands. We want to help you make an informed decision, free from hassle and confusion. So when you're ready to purchase your next mattress, come to the original Mattress Factory first. Whether you buy from us or not, you'll walk away better prepared to make a smart mattress choice. Stop by one of our stores or visit OriginalMattress.com. If you're living under the dark cloud of hidden secrets and judgment, then it's time for you to apply the teaching of Psalm 51 in your own life. Join Terry Hanna for Christians with Secret Addictions. How amazing would it be that rather than hide in the darkness of our past, we can have God himself as our hiding place, a place of safety, his unfailing love and forgiveness, just like David experienced. Christians with Secret Addictions, Sunday night at 645 on WORD. Terry Tim is with us. We're talking about sacredness in spaces. Terry joins us from Christ Community Church at the South Hills. All right, so I'm going to go off on something that might seem like a tangent, um, which might not be a surprise to anybody. We've got nine minutes. (laughs) But I but I'm just thinking about spaces that humans think of as sacred and just wondering how um, – I'm, I'm always looking for ways that the the believer in Jesus can connect to someone who's yet to believe mm. um, in ways that we can have conversations with people who are different than us, right, and that we can connect. Right? Yeah. And I think of – so what are spaces, spaces that people see as sacred? Um, the 9-11 memorial. I think some people see would see that as sacred. Sure. I think some people see a baseball park. Well, how about yesterday? Sacred, the beaches right? in Normandy. The beaches at Normandy. Right. Right. right? Um, some people would see um, Madison Square Garden. Right. Or backstage at the theater. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, in, the, it, in right. the wings for right. a lot of people. That's a sacred space before you walk on stage. Right. Some people would see the Grand Canyon or um, well, maybe the Lincoln Memorial or maybe one of the the Vietnam Memorial. What about the spaces in your memory, like your childhood kitchen growing mm-hmm. up? There's yeah. a lot of you know power and right. beauty in that. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and to, to follow that, what is it about that particular place – that you know, is it something historic has happened there? There was a sacrificial uh, act that occurred there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a hero was uh, raised up in that space. Something creative, a particular memory, emotion. Memory. Yes, yes. So all of those things kind of play into what what would help us say that place is sacred. Um, and that's good. We need those. Yeah. We need those yeah, places yeah. because I, they, they call they, us. And they speak into, to us, right? And, they do. And, and I think it's a, a heart connection, right? So someone who doesn't love baseball isn't wouldn't have gone into the, into Fenway Park and said, Oh, my gosh. Wow. This is the you know what I mean? Yeah. But for a baseball fan, you think, there's oh my history, gosh. Think there's of what's legacy. happened here. Sure. Think of what's happened here. I mean, that would be for me as a like kind of a newbie baseball fan over the last eight or nine years. But that would be stirring for me mm. to go into Fenway Park. Mm. And someone who doesn't like baseball is no. So there's something about the fact that we as humans are invested in place, right? One of the one of the interesting words that comes up in Scripture over and over and over again is the word remember. Right. And Jesus, when in one of his last acts here on earth, he said, do this in remembrance of me. And I think one of the reasons why that word remember is so often repeated is that God knows we are people who forget. Yeah. And so as you're talking about that, Kath, I think, I think some of these places are opportunities to remember what has mm-hmm. happened before us? Who has gone before us? The the impact, the legacy, the influence. What grandma was like. Yeah. And, and that's important because it, it, it shapes our mind. It shapes our character. It, it calls us to, to the good and the true and the beautiful. And not just hopefully in a sense of nostalgia, just looking back, but how does that impact us then to live in our present moment and create futures for other people to say, yeah, something significant has happened to people. God did something in this place. place again, right. whether it's you know a, a grand space. Again, we have this we, this beautiful ballpark here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right? Which you know, even even when the pirates are horrific, there's Wh- still which they're not now. No, you but guys, there's there's still yeah, shaky. John, there's shaky. there's still something. You know, there's a sacredness of stepping into that space that. Uh, that shows the beauty of our city, mm-hmm. the wonder of how God has created this place, a place that so many of us call home. Our roots are here. Uh, so in, in, in one sense, it doesn't matter what happens on the field. It's just being in that there's yeah. a sacredness to the place. Uh, and it, it draws us in. Right? Yeah. Okay, so like, how many people we have met who said, oh, I've been to Israel recently yes. or I'm going. And I mean... That's a gigantic billion-dollar industry that people want to go, and they want to see where Jesus walked. That draws us into that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get that. I understand that. Do I necessarily need to have that? No. But there, but you are still a person who recognizes the sacredness of a space, whatever that space is for you. Yes. 
You know, so if I were going to ask you to name a sacred space, what was the first thing that would come to your head? Um, the pew of um, the childhood church that I grew up in, because I yeah. can close my eyes and and smell it and feel the nature of what I was like as a young boy. Yeah. That's sacred to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's remembering, right, Ter? It is. Uh, one of my students, I, I do work. Uh, teaching pastors and church leaders in East Africa. And it was really about three three or four weeks ago, one of my students who I've taught online happened to be here in the U.S., and I got to meet him face-to-face. He was here, it was his first time in the United States, and he came to Pittsburgh. Wow. And I am, the first place I wanted to take him was an overlook on Mount Washington. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is a sacred place. I've spent so many... So many instances when I have been in that place and I have uh, prayed for the city and, mm. and dwelt in the beauty of the city, it's not a cathedral. <laughs> There's no aesthetic building there, but the, the landscape. And it's more than just seeing the physical beauty. There's like, I have a connection to this place. Nice. I, I, I asked my church last week, I said, what's your favorite city in the world? And it better be Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> I mean, I've traveled all over the world, and I love seeing other cities. But my favorite city in the world is this city because God has rooted me in this city. It would take an act of God to get me out of this city. Yeah. And so when I'm standing overlooking our city with Edward, there is a sense of, of pride. Like, this is my city. This is our city. And it's a beautiful place. And God is doing amazing things, has done, is, and will do amazing things. And I just want to let you in on this for just a few moments. Yes. Mm, that's so good. So space matters. And it matters because of the recognition of the of the beauty and the event and the rootedness that goes through it and in it while we are there. Yeah. And I would say, ultimately, it's rooted in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. I mean... Exodus 3, Moses encounters God in the burning bush. And there's just this little line that it says, Moses turned aside. Like, Moses could have walked right by that bush. Mm. And, and the theological question is, how many burning bushes do we just pass by? Where God is like, Terry, look, look, I'm right here. Mm. I'm right before you. I want to reveal something to you about who I am and who you are and who you who I meant you to be. But I'm too busy just, you know, doing my own thing, right? And it's it's this this discipline of turning aside every place. Wendell Berry said, "There's no such thing as an unholy place. There's only sacred and desecrated places." And so, how am I how am I contributing to the sacredness of all the places around? Am right. I actually honoring the the holiness of them, or in my words, in my actions, in my attitudes, am I desecrating the holy place that God has created? And it's interesting when you think about desecration. I mean, a place meant for desecration, like Auschwitz, is also sacred as well. Oh my God! So it carries the yep. memory and all that emotion yep. through that. All of it. All of it. Yep. And so, so as we go through the world, I think the invitation from God is to Pay attention, see the presence, see the fingerprints of God's goodness in all of the yes. the, the cathedral of, of the creation, but then to care for it really well. 
Like as followers of Jesus, we should be we should be the ones that are leading the charge and caring for the good creation. I, I'm not talking about crazy stuff, but like creation care. That should be our, our our thing because this is this creation is a window into the goodness of God. That's really good. We'll take a break. Come back. Terry Tim is with us. Terry's the pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We've got a smidge ahead, so we hope you stay with that smidge. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original mattress factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. Sight and Sound Theaters presents the biblical stage adventure, Returning to Lancaster. Who exactly is he? He's a miracle worker, a healer, a prophet. This Jesus is a rebel. Everything Jesus does points to love. Seen by nearly one million people in its debut year, the original stage production is returning for one last encore season. Jesus, live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. More information is available at sight-sound.com. Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports, and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at indeed.com slash hire. Tomorrow from 9 to 3, the Irwin Business and Professional Association presents their 16th annual Ethnic Food Festival and Craft Show. Come to to Main Street for ethnic music and dance, handmade crafts, lots of great food, and discover Irwin, the biggest small town in Pennsylvania. Sometimes if you've heard this as a single person, and I know it's well intended, when people say to you, don't you know? Word FM presents writer, comedian, and playwright Sherry Lynn. God's going to send that person for It's Ladies Night Out, June 21st at the Bible Chapel. What's wrong with that thought process is it says that those of you who are married were ready when you got married. I saw some wives looking at their husband like, we've been married 23 years, he's still anybody. For tickets and group discounts, go to wordfm.com. All right, so I have news. Okay, weekend's here. Yeah, first of all, the weekend's here, so yes. we're excited about that. We've already talked about the fact that it's National Donut Day. <laughs> I missed that. Oh, yeah, it is. Wait, there's still time. Yeah, there is still time. I, I love donuts. Yeah. They, it is... Mm. 
They're one of the finest oh, food nice. creatures. They Is are. that right? You're a donut lover. Oh, yeah. my God. When you traveled the world, did you oh, stop in a yes. donut shop? And, and are there, so we're talking about donuts in Europe. Are there donuts in Europe? Yes. Uh, different versions. I mean, in France, you're not going to eat a donut. There's no. everything right, else. But, right. but in, in London, croissant. in Dublin, in yeah, in, in England, yeah, that, lots of donuts. I, people are probably... I don't think we have like a great donut shop in Pittsburgh. No, no. I saw a thing today that like the best donut shops in every state. Pittsburgh, they just went right by. Yeah, I did. I mean, we've got what? What's happened? I don't know. Right, Dunkin' Donuts. Man, well, it's not even. You can't say that's in Pittsburgh because no, that's everywhere. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly. But they're like most cities have like, like the donut shop. Yeah, like a niche. You know that place boutique. in Portland. Have you been to that? I, I haven't been there, but I've heard of it. What is it yeah. called? Well, I can't think of what it's called. It's called right Voodoo, now. right? Voodoo Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Most started, cities have a place like that. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, yeah. my favorite place is in Beaver Falls. Have you guys talked about Orem's Donuts? No. Oh, Orem's. Yeah, sure. They show I up haven't. here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. They're they like the size are, of hubcaps. They are. Yep. yep. Yeah. They're gigantic. Yeah, Orem's. That's the best. You know. So why don't we get like a Pittsburgh, you know, location for Orms? Because we need a donut shop. Peace, love, little donuts. Oh, peace, love, little oh, donuts. Those are good, and yeah. I like those because they're small, and you can eat like six different oh, ones. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's good stuff. Because <laughs> that doesn't count. Right. <laughs> All the little ones. Okay, well, let's go have a donut. The show's over. <laughs> Tara, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Oh, great to be here. Sacred spaces and donuts. Terry, Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.